Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project We'll have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is Jason Rees, Assistant Professor of Marketing at the Harvard Business School. So we're sitting in Weaver Street Market. Uh, there's going to be some music. We are here on the grass, uh, kind of, uh, I guess, not so much grass. Uh, we have wine, we have some food, and I'm privileged to have uh, Jason sitting next to me. Jason, you just started in some unknown school in Boston. Uh, wh- where are you starting to work now? That's right. I just started at Harvard Business School. You should say Harvard. Go for it. Go try it. Try it. Go, yeah, ahead, no. go ahead. No, I've never done that, and I'm not going to. Okay. So I actually wanted to talk to you about uh, your research on, on drugs. And, yeah. You know, compliance is a big issue in, in drugs. People just don't seem to take their medications regularly. Um, it, it's an issue with uh, how effective the medication becomes. It's an issue for drug companies. Um, and you seem to have like a particular uh, angle on, on compliance about why people take drugs and why people don't take drugs. Do you want to uh, enlighten us about it? The angle that I took was actually not so much about compliance, but whether people might want to take drugs that are not prescribed to them. So drugs like antidepressants, stimulants like Ritalin uh, work on normal, healthy people. And there's some evidence that there's demand among many people. Uh, with stimulants, we know... Um, you mean, you mean like academics and students want to take Ritalin for fun? Well, yeah. That's, uh, that's one of the prominent examples. And, but fun is not the right word. It's not for fun. It's for performance. These are the steroids of the mind. And have, you, have you taken Ritalin? I haven't. You haven't. So what happened to somebody who takes Ritalin just for, uh, let's call it for fun? Well, the thing with most drugs is that there's a wide range of responses, but there's pretty good evidence that if normal students take Ritalin, uh, their performance may well be better. Now, there are probably risks what, what, associated what, what, with that. What do you that, mean by performance? Do they uh, get better grades? Uh, they can focus more on uh, tasks that require concentration and attention. Okay, so this is not an ad for Ritalin, but that's what Ritalin does, right? It increases your concentration, allows people to focus for longer hours to higher ability. Okay, and, yeah. and now what? Uh, well, the, the thing I should add to that is that the uh, neuroscientist Michael Gazaniga has estimated that if an average student takes Ritalin while writing their SAT, uh, they'll, do, they'll score like 100 points higher or something like that. So it's wow, that's amazing. believe that there would be some advantage to doing this. And, there seems and, and professors who take Ritalin, do they get tenure with a higher likelihood? <laughs> Probably not if they had to rely on Ritalin, but I don't know. Okay, maybe it's a study worth doing. But anyway, let's go back to the issue. So what, what were you studying? So we were studying uh, the series of ways in which people might want to get improve themselves and improve their performance. So you, we've been talking about cognitive performance with Ritalin, but there are other kinds of psychological performance or or Viagra for example yeah that's yeah that's psychological to a to a degree but people might want to be more outgoing more friendly more relaxed more motivated okay so there's all kinds of drugs and they can get you better in all kind of dimension all kinds of psychological what were you studying so we wanted to know which ones people were particularly interested in taking. And what we found was that while people wanted to get better across a whole range of psychological dimensions, 
there were some dimensions for which they would not take pills. So for, for example, that, things that were uh, emotional in nature or related to personality. So, so give me give me an example. What what do people want to get better on, but don't want to take a drug for? An example is social comfort. So the way that that we talked about, we asked people how how comfortable do you feel uh, meeting new people? People gave us some kind of rating. We said, would you like to be better at this? Very many people said yes. In fact, as many people said yes to that as who said they would like to have better attention. But they're much more willing to take a pill for attention than they were for a pill to make themselves more socially comfortable. When so so let's, let's try to speculate. Let's say there was a pill for sense of humor. Yeah. Do you think people would be reluctant to take it? I do, because I think that's emotional in nature. It relates to who you are as a person. And that, that's, our, that's our take on so, what it is that so, so causes people to be reluctant to take so, pills. So is it, is it the case that things that kind of people feel change their personalities are things that they don't want to take and things that they feel are not changing their personalities they're willing they're willing to take that's that's yeah that's in short that's our take on it and that's what we have some evidence so is the other drugs that we could frame in different ways so we can tell people this is enhancing rather than changing your personality and therefore make people more likely to take it or do the opposite telling people a drug this will change your personality rather than enhance it and make them less likely to want to take it yeah Yeah, we've tried a version of that with a fictitious drug uh, that we used in our study, and we said it's either making you more than who you are, as, um, which suggests a change in performance, instead of uh, making you who you, who you really are. Um, and when it was changing who you really are, people were kind of reluctant to, uh, to take the pill. So, so let's, let's go back to... regular drugs is would you speculate that the relative lack of compliance with regular drugs and people's enthusiasm with taking for example a supplements for food is driven by this that supplements are basically just enhancing what you already are and drugs change you would this be in line with what you're finding I don't think so uh, I mean food supplements are I'm talking about like vitamins and stuff like that ah uh. Well, we do, have a, we, we do have one find that suggests that if something is perceived to be natural, and that's how people often think of food supplements, uh, it's natural, it's not that big of a deal because it's, it's not the drug changing you, it's sort of you changing yourself. And uh, okay. so, we, we think people would be more comfortable with that. Now, now what, so everybody's basically happy with themselves? That's why they don't want to change? What about people who really yeah. don't like themselves? Yeah, we didn't find a huge difference on that. Uh, so... We measured how happy people were with themselves. Almost everybody thought they could be better on most dimensions. But it didn't seem to matter uh, whether you were way worse uh, than average or way better than average, uh, whether or not you would want to improve or improve by a drug. That didn't, seem, didn't, that didn't, that didn't seem to be a, a So, So last thing. question for you. What do you think is the drug that people are most willing to take from your perspective that, that most enhances who they really are rather than change them? Uh, well, pe- people are reluctant to take drugs that change who they, who they really are. Um, and drugs that affected uh, emotional things. So we think that antidepressants, for example, there may be an additional reluctance to take an antidepressant because people feel that it will change who they are. And this is whether we're talking about enhancement, that is average people becoming sort of m- more outgoing or more cheerful. 
Um, it's probably true in that population as well as depressed people who really could use the drug. But the, okay. the things, the, the place, yep. what you asked me is where would people, where are people most willing to improve which drug, and it's things that improve dimensions like cognitive performance of, of psychological traits that people seem okay. most willing to take. Okay, two points for Ridlin. Now let's go back to our wine. Um, you want some more wine? Uh, yeah, sure. I'd love some more wine. It'll Jason? make me dumber, but I'll take some more wine. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> this has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at research.duke.edu.